Hello and welcome to Resourceful, stories from the site, proudly brought to you by Resources Unearthed. At Resources Unearthed, we help executives, professionals and business owners in mining and resources to be successful both personally and professionally. We've created this podcast to help you in your employment or business, and we'll be chatting to people who have a proven track record of success in the industry. Thanks for joining us. I'm James Marshall from Resources Unearthed, and welcome to today's episode of Resourceful. Today, we're talking to John Landmark, a geologist by trade who's held roles all around the world in exploration, mining operations, and safety risk management. Although he started out in exploration, John is now Vice President of Human Resources for Kirkland Lake Gold in Toronto, a field that seems far removed from where he started. Through his experience in organisational change management, John understands the importance of flexibility in business. This ethos has resulted in him relocating 10 times across the globe to further his career. Hi, my name is Brett Cribb, Managing Director and Founder of Resources Unearthed, and welcome to Resourceful, Stories from the Site. Today I'm joined by John Landmark. I've known John for 30 years, of which few were at Mount Isa Mines. John's career has undergone quite the evolution, starting in geology and progressing to an international career that spans a diverse range of roles, including executive leadership, technical and advisory roles in exploration, mining operations, human resources and safety and risk management. His current role is as Vice President of Human Resources for Kirkland Lake Gold. John has a wealth of experience in leadership and change, and I believe you as our listeners would be interested in exploring some of his most memorable stories from the site. So wherever you are, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Resourceful. So welcome, John. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Brett. It's good to be here, actually. Uh, that's quite an intro, but I, yeah. I don't think I'll be able to fill all of those that's things. It. Yeah. So maybe to begin with, John, to get us going, could you tell us you know, how and where you started in the mining and resources industry? Yeah, sure. Well, it goes back a while, and uh, it spans over 30 years. So it really started at Wits University in Johannesburg. And that's where I met my wife, Vicky. We actually uh, started off together a career in exploration in Namibia. While over there, came out to Australia uh, during the bicentennial actually and was exposed to the mining industry and realised that that's where we wanted to eventually move. So I moved on to a gold mine in South Africa and then found a pathway to get to Mount Isa where you and I met her. And it's really been a, a life of change and moving around and, as you said, a number of different roles. But that's where it all started, back in South Africa and moving to Australia about 25 years ago. So maybe could you tell us a bit more about how you progressed to where you are now and the sort of skill sets that led to that position or your interests that led to that position? Yeah, it's, it's interesting to, I suppose, reflect on it. Um, I guess what really stands out to my mind is it was never a planned career. I could never have plotted that path if I was 25 years younger and told you that's where I would be. But essentially it was a series of opportunities that seemed to present themselves at different times. So it transpired immigrating obviously from South Africa at a time of great change in South Africa to come to Australia, going through the mining industry and then finding my way into exploration. And then from there actually circling back into a company that I had worked with previously in South Africa, Anglo-American and the opportunity to actually move to London. 
in that transition, I was able to move from uh, mining to exploration and then back into a head office environment and, and a, a variety of roles. And that's where it started to branch into HR and technical advisory roles to, to sort of executive roles. And it's then circled all the way back into exploration. And as you know, I'm just about to move to Toronto. This is, I think, I think Vicky will uh, remind me, it's our 10th international move. And uh, yeah, moving to Toronto in Canada uh, in this HR role, which I started uh, in January this year. Is there something that you like about human resources or something that caused you to make a change into those areas or, or something that really interests you in those areas? Or? It's an interesting question because people can't quite understand how you can link exploration all the way to HR. And if I said simplistically, they're actually the same job. What you're trying to do is, is find potential in either mineral resources or in people. Yeah. So it's actually a discovery process. Uh, HR to me is, is not all about, uh, let's say, pensions and payroll and workers' compensation. It's more the organisational change. It's, it's helping people find the best that they can do. And no differently to exploration itself, where you're trying to find what's in the ground, you know, in terms of mineral resources. That's been the sort of link for me, but I suppose what's drawn me to it is the fact that you've got the chance to work with a team. No team is ever perfect, but you have the opportunity to actually try and bring out the best in them. And I suppose what I've learned from way back is, I'm certainly not the subject matter expert, but what I do enjoy is is actually uh, working with a team and learning to listen to them and actually then make decisions based on their judgments. And I think that that's a mixture of growing their capability and also me staying curious. I would say that's probably uh, the underlying theme for me is the curiosity to see the world, see different cultures. And uh, I've had a perfect job doing it all over the world, as you know. What do you see now in the industry relating to management, leadership and human resources? And do you have any tips for managers or professionals in the sector, including how they might assist other industry professionals? There has been change in our industry and, and not just in the mining industry and jobs in general. For example, I think that at a time you and I started in our careers, there might have been an attitude that in the industry there were jobs for life. You joined a company and you stayed there for a long time. That's certainly not the case now. I think there's rapid change. We all know about digital disruption, for example. We know that there's a greater proportion of the workforce that are now contractors or consultants. And in fact, the workplace of today tries to encourage not only diversity, but the, the ability for people to maybe, if they choose, work part-time. So it does change the way that you, you have to bring teams together. I mean, many teams aren't just company people, but they're actually a, a sort of virtual team made up of a whole range of people. And I think that the skills that you, you, you in doing that, you bring along are trying to understand people, trying to understand what motivates them. And that's more the leadership and HR piece of learning to listen to people, bring out the best in them and uh, hopefully grow them as well. If you could help a younger person in that area trying to learn a little yeah. bit, what would you say to them? Well, first of all, to um, live on the edge. And what I mean by that is if in your career you can move away from the centre to a position where you're intersecting someone else's uh, work stream, you'll learn so much more. Effectively move out of your comfort zone, which, as you know, I've I've done several times in terms of changing uh, jobs and uh, trying to take on something new. But I think that it keeps you keen, it keeps you curious, it keeps you current. 
I'd say that the, uh, the second thing is, which I certainly believe is be the author of your own career, uh, write your own story. Where I think about that is that when you first join a company, quite often as a graduate, you're often given a rotational program. For example, as a mining engineer, you were rotated through different sections of the mine in Mount Isa. Geologists get to spend a bit of time in exploration, they get to work underground. But that career rotation stops after a while, and it's important that you maintain that yourself. My other advice would be related to the career is that you actually look for a mentor. Some of the bigger companies, they certainly have mentor schemes, but if they don't, there's no reason why you can't do it yourself. And I suppose just in terms of being the author of, of your own career and writing your own story rather, is as soon as you occupy a job, think about who your success is going to be. Because at some stage you're going to have to move on and you'd like it to be sustainable that the role you're in, somebody else comes in and fills it. So those are the sort of two pieces, you know, around moving to the edge, uh, writing your own story. Another element that I think applies to any industry is be comfortable with change. Uh, it's inevitable. Our industry is cyclical. The gold price of today is not going to be the gold price of tomorrow. You'll remember the vagaries of the uh, copper price versus the lead zinc price in Mount Isa. Yeah. That had a huge impact on which business was successful and which one was maybe struggling a little. So be comfortable with that. Uh, look for change, uh, whether it's changing commodities, changing your role. And then I guess the final thing that I'd say, and it's more a sort of human thing, which is I certainly think it's useful to have a, a healthy dose of humility and compassion. And the humility bit is never forget where you've come from, because <laughs> when times are good, it's great, but when, it, when it's tough, it's, it's good to remember that um, you, can, you can get through that. And I think the compassion thing is it comes through in an underlying theme of safety and caring for everybody that every day they'll go home safe. We start many meetings in the industry with a, a safety share or something like that. It's a natural way that when we greet each other in conversations, you know, how are you? Well, I think that that's something that if you can learn in your career to do that from an early start and it's, it's authentic. Um, it goes a long way. Could you tell us maybe about a difficult or interesting time in your career and advice that you'd pass on to your younger self? I'm thinking about a boss that I had that really dominated <laughs> just about every meeting. And uh, I was at that stage uh, charged with trying to help provide coaching for him. Not directly, but I arranged for the coaching uh, to be provided. And what came through, a very interesting piece which has stayed with me was he was essentially coached to learn not to interject straight away, to get two or three opinions around the room and then actually venture his own view. He was so dominant in conversations that uh, if he spoke first, everyone just parroted what he'd said. And he was frustrated by the fact that he wasn't get getting to see good discourse around the table and that he was just hearing only his own view until the coach pointed out, well, if you just stopped and listened, let two or three other opinions be on the table, you'll get a much richer conversation. So I've always remembered that. The change in that particular boss was quite remarkable. So it was a little bit of coaching that I learned from a coach and I've taken it with me. So it's learned to listen, listen to the other views before you put yours on the table. The other thing I would say is back your gut feeling. The number of times that whether it be in selecting a person for a job or, or thinking about um, a business venture or something, it's just something not quite right. 
Well, don't rush into it. There's a reason why you, you've got your hesitation. Maybe just live with your instincts for a little while. So do you have any, uh, you know, any key values or practices that work for you that you'd be willing to share with our audience? In summary, to me, it's, the, uh, it's looking for what are other people's stories. Everyone has a story. And how about you just spend a bit of time trying to find out what this story is. So that to me is probably why I'm, I'm attracted to working more in the people space. And uh, so the key value is really let's hear other people's stories. The piece that I particularly like is that we're all adult now. Well, I think we are. I still, still think like a kid. But uh, there's something about adult learning that we tell stories and they stay with you. Whereas if we had to sit and look at a textbook and have this conversation, it wouldn't be the same. So I enjoy stories because that's what you take with you and that's how you learn. Yeah. So, you know, we obviously met at Mount Isa and, and then you um, went on from there. Maybe if you could tell our listeners a little bit more about what you did along your career and a little bit about a few of the steps and maybe what were key things yeah. for you during that time or what was interesting to you to make that step or... I never had a, a sort of uh, top of the pyramid type position in mind. Mm. Space is limited at the top. Mm. So rather it was always going to be a career that went broader rather than higher. Mm. And if there were opportunities to step up, they would present themselves. So for me, and I said this earlier along mm. in our chat about uh, responding to opportunities, from Mount Isa, where we, we met, and as I said, I'd, we'd come out, Vicky and I'd come out um, as immigrants from South Africa. From Mount Isa, six years there, the opportunity to go to the West, be a chief geologist on a gold mine, that was for uh, just under a year. And then the opportunity to rejoin Anglo-American and actually open up their exploration in Australia. So that was a lot of fun, uh, starting a business literally and building a team from scratch. It then took a stint to London, and that, that was where I, I moved into an HR and strategy role. Back to Queensland, where I was on a coal mine, actually, fly in, fly out, on a, a, the, the old Mara coal mine, which is now Dawson Mine, working in a sort of advisory role with the, um, the team on transformation. And then again from that into a global risk management role, and so you mentioned in the introduction being involved in safety and risk management. And that was a global program that was a lot of fun and a lot of travel, which I know will come through in, in, when you speak to Vicky. She'll certainly have a lot to tell you about that. <laughs> but uh, from there, it was, it was also circling back to an opportunity in London, back in head office. A jump back into exploration in Brazil, back to, uh, to Australia. Finished up with Anglo and I had a bit of time out and that was interesting. It's not something that people often talk about, but it's quite common in the industry that somewhere in your uh, late 40s, uh, early 50s, you're suddenly confronted with the fact that you might not have a job. It's more and more common. I had 10 months uh, to uh, reflect on that. And it was lucky that during that time, I actually had a, I worked with a coach and uh, I spent quite a bit of time thinking about what was going to be next. That, that really uh, sort of helped me ground what I like doing and certainly what I don't want to do. And then fortunately from there, I've come back into the gold industry, as you know, and the most recent change is going to be Vicky and I moving over to Canada. So the next adventure, I suppose. So it, it has been uh, a lot of movement and uh, change. I guess I'd like to believe that if you could go out uh, with the quote of uh, Mark Twain, and I, I, I've just got it here, let me read it to you, but it's one of my favourite. 
And he says, 20 years from now, you'll be more disappointed by the things that you didn't do than by the ones that you did do. So throw off the bowlines, sail away from the safe harbour, catch the trade winds in your sails, explore, dream, discover. To finish off with, what is your most memorable or funniest story from the site, John? I was working in Namibia and I had to go and seek a farmer's permission to go and do some sampling on their ground. I pulled up to this farmhouse, it was all very quiet. Uh, it was midday, parked my, my ute or my truck outside. I went and knocked on the door, the door was open and I thought, oh, somebody's here. Anyway, the next minute I hear this growl and it's getting louder and louder and, and bursting down the corridor and at me is this, uh, is this German Shepherd. And honestly, it was my scary experience of my life. I turned around, sprinted, ran to the back of the truck and had to, had to jump onto the back of my truck and this the German Shepherd uh, basically corralling me there. Uh, anyway, during this time, the farmer came out and was sort of curious as to what was going on. But what I took away from that was there are certain moments in your career, forget dignity, just escape. <laughs> Have a plan B and make sure you can get to the back of a truck. <laughs> yeah, and don't take yourself too seriously. I think, have fun. John, is there any sort of tips you'd like to um, give our listeners around you know, financial guidance or anything around that area where you, the things you might have done for yourself or what you found along the way? To be honest, yes. I mean, it's not uh, just by coincidence that the two of us are talking, obviously, uh, you know, Vicky and I have come to uh, work with you and uh, rely on your guidance for a while. So I think what we take away from that, or I certainly do, is that rely on a professional to provide you with that guidance, whether it's financial planning or tax advice. And I think along the way, set goals. So certainly uh, as a couple, Vicky and I have done that. And uh, maybe with the help of somebody like yourself, who every now and then has to ask the hard questions, review that regularly, see how you go. Uh, make sure that you're on track. Those are important for us because uh, in this career in particular, it's often very easy to get caught up in the work and not realise what's going on in the personal life with, uh, with all the financial implications of share options and various things that you might accumulate along the way. So, well, John, you know, thanks for joining us today and giving our listeners some insights into change management, human resources and and leadership in the mining and resources industry and it's it's been great to have you here thanks very much well brett thanks for the opportunity it's been a lot of fun for those of you uh, listening if you'd like to speak to john you're more than welcome to connect with him on linkedin and you'll you'll see that information on our podcast series page and thanks for listening Thanks for listening to this episode of Resourceful, stories from the site. We'll be back in a month with more tips and insight from our other industry leaders. We'd love to connect with you. You can find us on all the usual social channels and our website, resourcesunearthed.com.au. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favourite platform so you never miss an episode.